everyone, I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. We're identical twin sisters from Southern California. While we may look exactly alike, sometimes we think that's all we have in common. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and hang out with us for a little bit. This is Hashtag Twin Life Podcast. Hello. Hello, twin. How are you? I'm good. We both kind of have like a cold. Yeah, I have been avoiding the cold for a long time like Landon and Blake have just been on and off like not feeling good and then today here in San Diego it's like rainy and cold and I woke up this morning with like in the middle of the night my throat was like was hurting so bad so I my throat does not hurt now because I've been drinking lemon water and (laughs) all morning hot lemon water all morning long so I could talk so yeah and I had some throat coat tea well I've been mixing this during the summer I've been mixing teas together so I did throat coat tea with chai in it oh, with that almond milk. delicious. I'm going to have to make that. And I mixed that up and I <laughs> drank that yesterday. And then the day before I bought like this Energizer tea. It's like, it's by the same brand. Um, and I mixed it up together with the chai again and some almond milk. That's been doing the trick right there. I feel like, I don't even know if chai has like medicinal properties, but it does have caffeine in it, I feel like, it? I feel like it really helps. Like, I just like the way chai tastes and I like, I like cr- the creaminess of the tea. So I feel like chai would be delicious with just a little bit of milk. It'd be really good. I could definitely use some throat coat tea. So throat coat tea water with some lemon juice and some honey is going to be my drink of the day. Yes, for those 50 degree rainy days in San Diego. But yeah, so if we sound, I mean, I don't even know if my voice sounds any different. I honestly, like, my ears are so clogged. Like, I don't know what my (laughs) voice sounds like. Um, But if any of you out there are listening to this podcast in a bed. Why do you guys sound so weird? It's for that reason. Well, yeah, but if you're also, if you're listening in the, in the bed right now, listening to this podcast, and you are drinking some lemon, honey, and tea, and you have some Tylenol cold inside us next to you, I hear you, we see you, and and if you have kids, we definitely hear you and see you. Yeah, for sure. For sure, because kids don't uh, care if you're sick, so. <laughs> no. um, speaking of that, so this week was pretty fun. I did a pretty, a lot of good activities. I told, I think a couple podcasts ago, I said that I really wanted to make it a point in 2020 to go to at least three classes a week at the Y because I mean it's it's not cheap I think it's like $80 a month or something for me Derek and Phoenix which Phoenix never goes so I don't know why he's on it um I might want to consider that consider changing that but um I went to four classes this week and I finally think I found the schedule that I like two days of Zumba strong and then two days of vinyasa yoga so I think that's the yeah, I went with Ashley to. to the Vinyasa yoga class, and that's what I was suggesting on the podcast that she go to because she would really like the energy and a lot better. Which I did. And it was it was really good. Oh, I almost yawned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was really, it was really good. We had a lot of fun in the class, and it was good for me because it's been a while since I've done yoga. And, like, I get in this mindset. I was telling Blake this. I get in this mindset that since I, I'm not as active as I, like, I was, like, I'm active with my son, but I'm not, like, actively hitting the gym every day or like you know like things like that yeah so I have this mindset that I'm just like super out of shape and like like can't lift myself and like can't really do anything but then like I was able to get through the yoga class like yeah it was pretty 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 easily not as easily as I would have like give five years ago it was, was pretty yoga. freaking hard but it was hard so, and I was like and I was happy but like my upper body and my arms are they actually feel better today but they've just been a little sore um yeah. But it was it was good. It was nice to get back into a class and and lately I've been going to uh, the Zumba Strong class. So I do that on Mondays and then I alternate throughout the week. And I haven't found a class on Friday 
but I think I'm going to switch to just going. There's like a mom group at the church that we've been going to that meets on Friday mornings. So I'll just probably skip Friday morning. But this week I went to Sweden to Sky Zone. I went with Phoenix on Friday. Me, Phoenix, and Derek went on Friday. And then I went with our friend um, Ori and her son on Thursday or on a Saturday. So I literally, today's the only day so far that I haven't done anything that's like active. So I'm yeah, like so really proud be, of myself. It's probably good to like, and I need to do this, but like to make a point to do something like active every single day, like whether it's just like 30 minutes a day, you, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to hit the gym, but like doing something that's active for your active just for you getting out of the house or whatever or like you know doing a 30 minute video really quick or your kids napping or whatever like get adding those active things in your life will just help you just to overall have like a healthier um, lifestyle and you'll be more excited about doing them because when you go for a while without doing them it's kind of like yeah you're like i just really don't want to do this really right want to sit like, on the couch and binge, just binge yeah i just binge watch my my shows on netflix uh, um but oh so if you follow me on instagram um and I actually did post me this. Me is whom? Is who, are, who is me? Me is Ashley. There you go. At a dreamer's heart. If you follow <laughs> me on Instagram, um, there was a video that I posted. And I actually, I actually, no, I posted the video to at Twin Life Podcast. But I posted the photo to at a dreamer's heart, um, my personal page. And it was about the magnet chart. So we, I mentioned this a couple of times. I finally went ahead and posted it. Phoenix completed seven magnets um, in a row Yay. in one category. Yay, hooray. So we went to Sky Zone. So I went to Sky Zone, and he loves to get ice cream at Sky Zone. So we went to Sky Zone, and he got to have ice cream at Sky Zone um, because we have ice cream here, but, you know, he wants to have, like, the special ice cream. So um, he got to have a special ice cream for his seven magnets, so we're working on that. He's almost completed his board, but he has to sleep in his bed three times, three more times, sleep in his bed the whole night three more times for us to finish the entire board, and then he will get, um, and then he'll get his Nerf gun. So... We're pretty excited about that. He's very excited. You guys get two, one for Derek, one for me? Probably. Yeah. Okay. So that we can, we might even get three so that I can play too. Um, but yeah, so we're just, he's really excited about that. He has really been slacking in the sleeping in the bed department though. Like I actually, which I am not the person that gets up in the middle of the night. That's usually Derek. Uh, so the other night I got up and I stayed, he went to sleep, but he, to be fair, he wasn't really feeling good. Like, he had a really bad cough. Like, he tends to, when he gets a cough, he gets, like, a cough that's, like, so bad he, like, throws up. Um, so we got a really, really bad cough. And um, he did actually wake up at, like, we put him down at, by 8.30, he was asleep. And then he woke up again every hour after that. And then finally, I think at 1.30 or 2.30, Derek finally gave up and Phoenix just got in the bed with us. Um, so that was a tough night. But I got up and I stayed up with him for, like, an hour and he would fall back asleep, and then he'd wake up in five minutes, and then he would try to find me. And then he'd fall back asleep and wake up in five minutes and come find me. So I was just, like, walking around the house, like, doing chores at 11.45 at night, like, cleaning the kitchen and whatever. And then when he would come out of his room, I would just, like, greet him and be like, all right, let's go back. Um, and then I finally got him to a point where he fell asleep for a solid hour. And then something woke him up, and then by then it was, like, yeah, like, 1.30 or 2 o'clock. And so then Derek was just like, whatever, he just let him get in the bed with us. So. Yeah, I feel like with Landon, like, we have, I feel like every time Blake and I notice that Landon's, like, doing a really good job of sleeping, he, that same day, he's not, he doesn't sleep well. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we literally were like, man, like, our son really is, like, on a solid routine with sleeping. Like, we have the, we do the same routine every night, and it's, like, it's really nice, and he knows the routine, like, there's definitely multiple days of the week where he'll, like, he knows when his nap time is, so he'll, like, get up and like either walk to his room or he starts curling up on the couch or like just obvious signals that he's like ready to take a nap 
Um, and the same with bedtime. Um, but he's kind of starting to get into, like, that point where he's kind of trying to resist it. Or, like, if he wakes up, like, last night, we watch, we, so we have, like, a, we have the outlet, which is amazing camera for your, like, a, the nursery room camera. Or na- nursery room? Yeah, that's right. Nursery the camera. nursery camera. Yeah, yeah, a nursery camera. It's a, what do they call it? A nanny cam. They call it a nanny cam, but. Yeah, but we don't have, we don't have a nanny, nanny so yeah. what's it called? Mon- Baby monitor. Baby monitor. Yes. There we go. Um, and um, so we can, you can, like, ac- we can access it from our phones. And we were sitting in the living room, and we just kind of, like, we heard him, like, stir or whatever, and so, like, we just checked it, and Landon's feet were, like, stuck in between the bars in the bed, which, oh, yeah. but he's old enough now to where, like, when he was an infant, that stressed me out more, because he doesn't really understand how to twist his, like, full mouth. Landon knows how to get his legs out of there, but, but he's like, let me go in there and get his legs out. No! (laughs) Then he woke up. The struggle. It was like, I mean, we had to, like, we got, I got up, went in there, and then every time I put him down, like, he just had, like, if you have a kid, like, you know the sound in, like, your child's cry, where it sounds like they're scared for some reason. Yeah. So he was, like, the worst. yeah, he was just, like, in that, like, space, so we got him up, and then, um, I, I bounced with him for a little bit, and then put him back, and then Blake went in there, bounced with him for a little bit, a little bit, and then I came right behind Blake, like, a few minutes later, and then. Landon started saying that he was hungry, but he wasn't really hungry because we, like, made him some oatmeal and sat down with him and he didn't eat it. But we just basically, like, Blake was like, do you want to just, like, redo the nighttime routine? I was like, okay. So we, like, sat him down with his cup, read him another story, put him back down. And he kind of fussed about it for a little bit, but he went back to sleep. But I feel like that's, like, the go-to thing for us to do is just, like, we just don't allow for him to think that, like, this is, like, you're up. Like, we just, we just go, but I just go back in there. And he's not allowed to play with anything. He's not allowed to, like, come out. Like, if he's in the living room, I'm ho- one of us is holding him. Like, he can't just, like, because he'll just be like, oh, Blippy, and, like, want to go watch Blippy or, like, sit on the couch and hang out with us. I'm like, no, like, it's bedtime. Yeah. So that's kind of what we've been, like, working towards. He's not in a state where he's not stage, obviously, where he can get out of the crib. But I just kind of want to, like, really do our best to, like, nip as much of that bedtime resistance in the bud. Because when he's, like, Phoenix's age, where he can actually get up. Yes, Lord. And leave the room, then we're going to be, like... I can't just trap you in the crib and let you cry till you fall asleep. Yes, that is like that is the one thing. Next time around, we are gonna leave him in that crib in the crib as long as possible because I was really excited to like get him his own bed and let him sleep in it and whatever. And because before, like realistically, if your two year old wakes up in the middle of the night and they start crying, you could just leave them in there and you kind of wait and see if they fall back asleep on their own. And eventually, they usually do. When right? did you guys get Phoenix out of the crib? I don't remember. Was he like two, three? It was before he was potty trained, so yeah, like two. Yeah, no, I won't. But be he was big, like he could. Get, he was probably a couple of months from being able to crawl to like hop out of the crib, which I now know that they have bed canopies. Yeah, you can trap them in there. I didn't even know that was a thing. Gave him babe. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. I was <laughs> That's like, what, what with the Reagan. Heck? Reagan has a bed canopy, so she can't get out. She can't climb over it. Like she's just stuck in there. I just feel like. Landon is small enough to where, like, his mattress and his, like, because his, his bed is one of the ones that will convert, so eventually we'll just take down the front bar and put up the half bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we won't ever have to move it. That So the mattress is designed for him to grow into, so, like, it's going to be a while before he's too big for it. So it's just a matter of, like, my mindset being, like, okay with him, like, being I don't know, being there. stuck in there. But I, on, for my personal sleep, I'm totally fine with him being stuck in there. Because yeah. if he wakes up at 6 a.m., as long as he's not crying or, like, freaking out, I just let him in there, and he'll just, like, be fine. play with something or fall asleep or whatever. Like, it's just a lot easier for my 
because I, I wouldn't want him to crawl out and come out of the bedroom yeah. and then be wandering around the house while I'm sleeping. Like, that's, like, that'd be terrible. But other than that, this week, um, Blake uh, started his first, um, he went to his first men's group. Um, I, call, I think they're called the Kingdom, the Kingdom Men or the Kingdom, something like that. Okay. Um, and it's, it's really cool because it's this group of men that kind of definitely relate to Blake. They're either current ex or ex-military or in some sort of like there's a cop in there like some sort of like um like it's something in that area um and so they all really really relate to each other so that was cool and they like sat and like they drank whiskey and had cigars and like sat yeah. outside the patio in front of like a bar uh, in, uh, in front of a fire pit um and i've just really been encouraging blake to like in like get together with a group of men that are like like-minded to him that like encourage him um and he can like you know, pick their brains and talk to. So he had a great time at the men's group. So I think they meet tomorrow. So hopefully he'll totally. be able to go tomorrow. I think Derek found one that's on Tuesday nights that he's going to try out. Yeah, you know, they were talking. Is that the one they were talking about today at church? I think so. Yeah, okay. He's going to try that one out on Tuesday nights. And then um, I think I found a group. I think I am going to. I didn't go to Mops this week on Friday morning. Yeah, I couldn't go because I, I was working. So. And I did not feel good on Friday morning. Like, I sound bad right now, but I really, like, I genuinely woke up on Friday with, like, aches and, like, whatever. So I was like, mm, I'm not doing it this week. So it's not next week. It's the week after. So I'm going to check it out um, then. And then I, like, signed up in the group or whatever, and they're going to email me, I guess, some information. So, yeah. So that – anything else happened this week? Girl Scout cookies. Oh, Girl Scout yes. cookie season is back. Oh, my gosh. Let I'm us know so what your excited. favorite Girl Scout cookie is. Yes, we love to hear that. Comment and let us know. If you like Thin Mints, I hate Thin Mints. Blake loves Thin Mints. I know people are, like, all for the Thin Mints, free, putting them in the freezer and whatever. Gross. I don't like mint and chocolate. Um, no. my favorites, my favorites are Samoas and... Which, if you live in a different part of the country, Samoas are the ones with the coconut. Oh, yeah, they're the ones with the car, like, the cookie with the caramel and the, the chocolate. chocolate drizzle and then the coconut on top. Yep. Um, those are freaking delicious. Those are my favorite. And then next second to those is the dosi dos, which are, like, the oatmeal cookie on the outside with the peanut, peanut butter, butter in, in the middle. middle. Bomb. So delicious. And then I like trefoils, which in some areas are called shortbread cookies. Yeah, because they're boring. That's a boring cookie. They're the... Like, but they're good. Because <laughs> Blake you loves can do those too. Anything with them, like dip them in tea. If you like coffee, dip them in coffee. Hot chocolate. It's like, oh my gosh, they're literally the best. And they're the least. They have the least amount of calories and the least fat. So it's like the least. You can, yeah, you can. It's the least guilty you feel eating those brands. <laughs> and and girls they also eat. have a new one called the lim. And these girls were educated. Oh, the lim like, ones. We're like, we have a girl. We have a gluten free, and we have um, a, so what is the other one they have? A gluten free. And a, some other kind of free, like a dairy-free or a nut-free or something they have. And then they have another one. And all these little Girl Scouts were so cute telling me all this, these nutritional facts about these Girl Scout cookies. I'm like... Do they still have the ones... Okay, don't they have ones that are kind of like the Mexican wedding cookies with, like, the powdered sugar on them? Do they have those Girl Scout cookies? I don't know if they have them at Girl Scout cookies. They do I have the lemon ones. Are the lemon ones just, like, the lemon, like, like they're, they're puffy kind of? I haven't had them, but, like, I think they're, like, lemon shortbread cookies. Like, like Okay. Which are good. I love lemon shortbread cookies. Yeah, they told me something about those too, and I forgot. But like, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm gonna. I would turn. They're the five dollars a box. Yeah. For the record, Girl Scout cookies didn't used to be five dollars. They a box. used to be three. They used to go. I told when Blake went over to buy Girl Scout cookies, I was laughing. I was like, "How much were they this time, babe?" Because we, he and I, have been together long enough to where it went from four dollars to five four dollars and fifty cents to five dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? It's like, like an inflation. Yeah. 
I didn't realize Girl, Girl Scouts have to follow inflation, I guess. Maybe in other parts of the country, they're not, like, not as expensive. Yeah, let us know if your Girl Scout cookies aren't $5. Aren't $5, because they sure as heck are here. And I know they are in Austin also. Yeah, they were Texas, $5 so. in Texas, too. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, support your Girl Scouts, man. Yeah, buy cookies. Buy a box of cookies. I'm sure they're outside your Walmart or your and Target And even if you whatever. don't want to buy cookies, just donate. Just give them 5 bucks. Be like, hey, I don't really want cookies, but here's $5. Because they take every form of payment now. Yes, By you the can way. use your card. They you were can very use your excited card. about that. Like, they take credit cards now. And I was like, do you? Yeah, so that's how they get you. technology is really... It, that used I, to always be my way out. Oh, I don't have Scouts. any cash. I don't have any cash on me. Sorry, girls. Don't have an excuse They're now. like, no, 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 you can use your card. I'm like, oh, how do I tell you no? Then you, a lot of people use the excuse, I've already bought cookies. Which I have. Yeah. Like, I, I, and Derek has a lady that we actually get cookies from. And he's probably going to get his because his favorite are the... I don't know what they're called, but they're the chocolate, like, dipped in chocolate and caramel on the inside. Or, no, peanut butter on the inside. What are those called? Oh, I don't know. That sounds good, though. Derek, those are his favorite cookies. I mean, I love me some chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, and he doesn't even really like peanut butter that much, but those, he loves those. Like, he, like, he's like, because I asked him, I was like, babe, like, what is your girl, like, he knows mine, but I was like, what is your favorite? He's like, babe, the chocolate ones, the ones that are chocolate on the outside and peanut butter in the middle. And I was like, if he had told me that, I would be like, you don't like. He's been telling me he doesn't like peanut butter, but the last few weeks, <laughs> I made oatmeal peanut butter cookies. Bomb. Love those. His favorite cookie, apparently, is chocolate with peanut butter in the middle. I'm like, so you just don't like excessive peanut butter because, <laughs> like, and I think he told me that. He's like, he's not one of those people that's, like, going to dip a spoon of peanut butter, like, in the thing and, like, eat it. Oh, no, I would Blake. do that. Blake is senior I like apples with peanut butter. Bomb. I love peanut butter. Peanut butter is really good. But Derek's like, he's just, he doesn't, I don't know. But those are his favorite cookies, which, again, like, if he had told me that, I'd be like, uh, I would have never thought those were your favorite ones. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I knew Blake's favorite because just over the years, I've, I've always make him get Girl Scout cookies for me. So I always am like, wait, which, get some for you because now I'm about to eat my Girl Scout cookies. I feel like Derek will just eat. He doesn't like Samoas because he's like coconut. So I feel I, like he would just eat I don't cookies. like coconut. In ge- like, I'm not going to be like, I'm not that person to crack a coconut. And, yeah, I like like, if you've ever had, like, uh, this is strange, but, like, a margarita with, like, they'll make, like, a co- coconut margarita or, like, or you get, um, or you get a martini, like, a chocolate martini with coconut, co- coconut as the rim. Bomb. So bomb. Delicious. <laughs> coconut rims on drinks are so good. Like, typically people get salt and sugar. Coconut rims. You go to a restaurant and they got coconut rim- rims. Delicious. Um, anyways, what did you see this week? Um... If you haven't, if you're, this is your first podcast that you're listening from us, we do a segment called Did You See? Did You Hear? And we kind of talk about the things that, in the world, that we noticed or yeah, came up. Yeah, I or mean, I'm sure there was something that I noticed this week, but I, I mean, I've got, I've got one, I've got a solid one that I feel like is going to be a good conversation with us. Um, okay, so yeah, go ahead, then you tell. Yeah, so if you, so Gail King... If you don't know who she is, um, she's a very prominent African-American um, journalist. Journalist, And she does a lot of popular interviews. She did an interview with R. Kelly. She also just recently did the inter- did an interview with Lisa Leslie talking about discussing Kobe Bryant's passing. She brought up specifically, and we're going to, well, I'll put the, we'll put the link in the description box um, so that you can read the article for, or watch for the yourself. clip for yourself. But basically, there's a couple issues with it. One, the, the comments that she said, I didn't personally feel like there was anything wrong with what she said. But CBS released just that portion of it, and so so there's no context. So there's no context for it, and so when people saw it, like people legit, like Snoop Dogg and Fifty Cent, C- 
Snoop Dogg's was the worst, if you find Snoop Dogg's comments. It was very threatening, very angry. And really all she asked Lisa Leslie, and what was was supposed to be in, was she specifically asked Lisa Leslie, because she, Lisa you don't know Leslie's who Lisa Leslie friend. is. She is she was a Sparks basketball player. She's now retired in the WNBA. So she knows Kobe, because they were played in L.A. together. Right. So she knows him very well. And um, Gail King makes, basically makes a comment about, you know, asks if we should he he wasn't convicted but there was a court case of him raping a girl and he admitted that he had slept with her but he said i did not rape her at least i don't at least as far as i remember i did not rape her yeah but the charges were dropped and so people have all these speculations about what actually happened and if he actually did and if he just kind of like you know it's about as an athlete just kind of bought her out or whatever like there's all this speculation granted that was a long time ago yeah. many 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 years ago yeah so gail king was saying is it okay for people to like bring that up should it be part of kobe's legacy that situation and i felt like that was a completely fair question to ask one of his closest friends who said honestly for me i don't believe that kobe was that kind of person that is not the person that i knew She's like, and I know best. I know other athletes that are that way, but Kobe to me is not that person. Yeah. Um. So I felt like Lisa Leslie's answer was great. Was great, and I feel like Gail King asked the perfect person to answer the question. Yeah, it's not like she just asked some like random person that's not even an athlete, doesn't even know Kobe. Like, hey, do you think that Kobe should be ever remembered as a rapist? Like, uh, no. But some other people could. Like, I don't know. I think people need to first of all, people need to calm down. With freaking cancel culture and all this stuff, we need to calm down because she is she's but a not, with, she's with literally Gail, doing her job. She's a journalist. With her Gail, job is to more get, like, the, get the information. It's less like I mean, yes, people are like canceling her right now, but it's a lot like it's like getting serious to where she's getting like death threats and she's not doing really well and she's like kind of like hiding herself out and like not coming out in public and all these things that are pretty scary for her and she's being threatened by like people that that should be like having her back and the main thing that snoop and 50 cent mainly snoop was saying was basically dogging black women for not supporting our black men and how that was that's what she was doing and i'm like how in in what way like first of all kobe bryant made the decision to cheat on his wife who was pregnant yeah he maybe whether he raped that girl or not he still cheated on his pregnant wife do I feel so like why do we need to be supporting that guy? Yeah, why do we why do we need to be supporting that not just him as a person because we don't personally know him, but his actions like we don't need why why are you over here telling Gail that she needs to like support? We need to have his back him. just because he's a black guy. Like, yeah, just because no. he's a black just because he's a black man doesn't mean that I I have to agree with you or support your actions. Just be, no, like if I don't agree, I do not agree with the fact that Kevin Hart or Kobe Bryant cheated on their pregnant wives. Yeah, no, nope. I don't. Do I feel like people make mistakes? Yes. Do I feel like that needs to define them for the rest of their lives? No, I do not. And I feel like Kobe, Kobe's children, his are well, his oldest daughter's passed away uh, with him, but his children are. He's been married and had kids for so long. He also met his wife when they were super young, so he had to have time to grow and become a better human being. And I feel like he did that. So it's unfair to take. I feel like it's unfair to circle around and basically define his entire life and all his, all of his accomplishments by that one mistake and now that he's dead is not the time to like to make his whole death about that or say that we should be happy he's gone or he was a crappy person or any of that negative stuff it's just not fair but it to is do. a reality though that some people may only remember kobe as the guy as the nba player that oh yeah Activist, wasn't he that guy yeah. that got charged with rape oh yeah is right? that basketball or got player that got of accused of rape? Somebody, right? Yeah. So that's what she was asking was, should we be, like, 
should that be his should legacy? that be his legacy? Part because his I'm legacy. sure people are re- just as many people are outspoken about how great of a guy Kobe was and how he was so great in his community and all of that stuff. He does have this part in his past. I personally, if I was going to answer this question, I don't think that we should hold the one thing that this man did over his the bad thing that he did in his past over his head forever. If his if Vanessa wasn't holding it over him, then I think it's time for us to let it go. And I think that's a that's fine. But if there to me, there was no problem with the question being asked. It's her yeah. job as a reporter to ask tough questions. And people have also say that they feel like CBS kind of threw her out there because she she wasn't she wasn't ready to like to post the interview and she she recorded it honestly in her studio because she's she works for cbs but cbs just, just released it and she didn't even know it was going to be released and they didn't release the whole thing they released a small the portion, worst part the worst the, the worst part the, the most, most controversial, controversial part yeah. of, the, of the interview yeah. um so that that's kind of happened that's been happening this week um i i just feel kind of sad for her and yeah i don't i it's unfortunate when people use an oppor- when use someone's death as an opportunity to just be angry and hateful, um, when you really just need to be celebrating the fact that, you know, they had they he did come from he did turn his life around he did become a great father that we support and all these things, and people just want to, just like with Michael, people always want to try and find something. They're dead now. There's really no reason for you to. They were ju- they've already, they've already been judged in court. He's already been judged in court. Same with Michael. He's already been judged in court. So why do you need to judge him now that he's dead? Just because because he's not here to defend himself. Exactly. Which to me is petty. Yeah. You didn't, you it, nobody, everybody wasn't bringing it up on a daily basis about co- what Kobe did before. Um, so why are we bringing it up now that he's dead? Like, there's so many better things than positive things. So I, I just would want people to just think positively unless, I mean, he's not Scrooge. Like, he wasn't that person. Yeah, but also know? not coming after Gail King for asking a question. Yeah, like yeah, okay. So we should we should leave it. On, we should not bring it up anymore because he's passed. And why bring up any neg- anything negative? But if they do a doc, if they do, which I'm sure somebody is already working on this, uh, a documentary or a docu series or or a video of Co- or a movie of Kobe Bryant's life, you bet your butt there is going to be that that situation with his alleged rape of that girl. You know what it's going to be. Yeah. So, like, because it, it's part of his life. And, unfortunately, I, I mean, I kind of feel like the fact that he went through that situation, he was accused of something terrible, he overcame that and was able to build his family back, put his family back together, that's the legacy that it should be. Yeah, he should be commended for being able to do that, which is a lot more worth than people think. Yeah. But, speaking of docuseries, Ashley and I, I finally finished it this morning. You watched the whole thing? Finally finished Taylor Swift, because I started watching it with Ashley last night, and then, um, the, it's the Taylor Swift, um, Miss, Miss Americana, Americana docu, docuseries, document, documentary, documentary, there we go. Yeah. And, um, she, it was great, it was really awesome, really insightful, I really feel like as a 30 year old, we're the same age as Taylor Swift, I for sure grew up and hit, like, the same like I feel like I hit similar mental milestones in my life as she is, and I've always kind of felt, um, like connected to her lyrics and her music. So, and I, it's ironically enough, as she felt disconnected from her album reputation when she kind of, we hear a little bit about that. She it didn't win a Grammy, and her first response, her first thought was, "Well, I gotta make a better album." But it was also because she was going through a strange place in her life, and her music, kind of. Um, her music kind of expressed that and I feel like it wasn't it didn't connect to the people that she or her audience that she normally connected with but please check out her documentary it was 
freaking awesome. It was so much fun to watch. She is a really, really good writer and a, a really good musician. I feel like people don't know that Taylor's a very good musician. Obviously, we know she plays the guitar, but she also plays the piano. She's very musical, um, and she's very, very intelligent, which she has been kind of hiding her intelligence for so long. And like She's kind of, also really funny. Yeah. Like, she has a really good sense of humor. Like, she comes off as, like, a person that I feel like I would want to be friends with. Yeah. Like, to be honest. She comes off as very, like, even though she talks about how it's been her whole, like, mindset as a person, she said, like, her, her whole belief system is based on the fact of of being perfect good well yeah good That's a the good person a good girl and so um and for people to think that she's a good person but that's her whole kind of her whole mindset and that's could be str- that could be a struggle because not everybody's gonna like you but i also think that like just the thought process of like making it your goal to just be a good person in general i think that that's like very like sweet and admirable and like even though she, but I think it was like very pressure feel, filled, and she got her fulfillment from other people's recognition and other people applauding her and other people thinking that she was good and did a great job. And um, she's now apparently at a place now where she finds that she's found that through being in love, found that through her own work ethic and through inside herself, and um, which is which is super awesome. Like I just I just found so much encouragement from watching her docu series. Um, so please like check it out. Let us know what you guys think um, about it. Uh, if you guys have any opinions or thoughts on her docu series, uh, but I think we're gonna get into some some bachelor talk. We're gonna try to keep it very like like we're gonna try to hit like the highlights of the bachelor. Five hours of bachelor. It was five hours long, and I did tweet. I did tweet for the first three hours. Did not know there was another two hours till halfway through the three hour one because I was like there's two more hours of the bachelor on wednesday (laughs) (laughs) like it was it took me it took it took a lot of focus and it it started so late it starts at eight o'clock here so it it went off so late still watching the bachelor by 11 o'clock like come on people. yeah like i'm not trying to be watching the bachelor until 11 o'clock at night but i i powered through and i so follow us on twitter um at twin live podcast um monday nights um we tweet we we live tweet in pacific time in pacific time yeah um the bachelor so Please follow us. Please keep up with us um, on there also. Um, and follow along with us if you'd like to, if you're interested in The Bachelor. Yes. Um, highlights of The Bachelor. Okay, so I think, like, I don't want to go, like, moment by moment and break it down. And we're probably just going to be jumping around a little bit. But I think my biggest, the biggest, I had a problem with a few things in this episode. The situation. So, so we're going to talk about all five hours. And it's probably not going to be in chronological order. Yeah. Just so you know. We're probably just going to jump around as it comes. So yeah. just if, if, you, if you've watched it, then you're familiar with these moments that we're talking about. So um, the biggest issue was Tammy and Kelsey, to me, was the biggest issue. That whole situation with Tammy and Kelsey, where she's calling her, telling her she's a pill popper and a drug addict and a She completely alcoholic. exaggerated Kelsey's mental state. That's the part that I just did not understand. Telling Peter she's literally mentally unstable. Because she was crying in a situation that, first for the record, I have for sure sat on my patio and cried, like in my, so I've li- been, like when I lived by myself a few years ago, I for sure sat on my back patio with the, with a bottle of wine and cried and listened to music and drank my bottle of wine by myself. I do not feel like that makes you mentally unstable. And also to take a moment to yourself in whatever way you feel like doing. She's there in a pressure cook situation. So if you're already a nat- naturally emotional person, which I'm a very emotional person, I feel like tears are going to come up and we're talking about not this girl 
in situation in moments that she that re, that I feel like required like not required emotion but emotion was acceptable in those moments like when somebody's attack but to be fair it was she weird didn't to me cry that Tammy kept saying she, but that's not the only person she told she told uh uh what's her name that got kicked off um who Sydney no the little short haired girl from Canada the short haired girl McKenna McKenna that's her name he told McKenna and Kelsey both that they were too emotional and they're not like why do you need to have emotions I'm like Tammy why do you not have them like why why what is wrong we have enough and another thing with Taylor Swift podcast or Taylor Swift's documentary we have enough men in this in society telling us we're too emotional yeah. because we're too emotional we're weak we can't do any we can't do anything we're not liable to work in the workplace we can't process things we can't get promotions because we're too emotional yeah we do not need other women telling other women that they're emotional yeah embrace your emotions and process them if you are like tammy who clearly apparently just decided she doesn't have emotions because she shed like two or three tears when she got kicked off but like she was just like she she felt like acting like nothing bothered her made her strong made her like look better but really it just made her look very disconnected very rude and mean and like not caring not nurturing in any way um so that i i, I was annoyed with I that mean, i mean i feel like too. if you you spend oh goodness i feel like you if you spend um time with somebody and you recognize that they have a, a drinking problem that's one thing she's literally known this girl for three weeks by the way on the bachelor you have a two drink an hour limit they will not serve you any more alcohol than that so she literally she was probably sitting outside bored as heck all day and decided you know what i'm gonna take the time to drink this bottle of wine because i just went out on 101 with a guy that i actually care about and now i'm gonna watch somebody else go out with him and let let kelsey look back and see that he told sydney that she's the best kisser oh yeah that irritated me and then sydney goes home at hour five sydney goes sydney goes home yeah and apparently there's been some comments or whatever that peter's made about that situation with sydney um what really upset me about this and i'm sure she will address it in the women tell all because if she doesn't i'm gonna be annoyed but she went into this whole story that ashley and i for a hundred percent can relate to is being a mixed girl and like living in the south um and feeling disconnect like feeling like people were picking on you for that reason she goes into this whole story about how like vandalizing her people vandalizing her home people calling her mom horrible things because her father wasn't her life but her mother was but her mother is white um so it, it was just like this it was this really sad story and I felt very connected to it her saying that she sat in the bathroom by herself her whole senior year and didn't um because she just didn't feel like comfortable at school and all this stuff and then I mean like quick fast in a hurry did Twitter come after this girl yeah like they post there's a picture posted from her what looks like a screenshot of her yearbook and it's her winning like beauty queen beauty of the year or something like that and my i just i want to really i really want to hope that she didn't lie fabricate that story yeah and it seems that way but we don't know the whole truth and the whole story and i really want to address it at the at women's yeah Hall, i mean uh, beautiful people get picked on just as much as quote-unquote unattractive people do um, so it does not mean that she wasn't bullied and people weren't mean to her. It could mean that her, the adults in her life admired her, her teachers, yeah, things like that. Her peers didn't see her that way, but the old the adults in her life saw talent and wanted to help nurture it. Yeah. Um, so that could be a reason. It could also have been outside of her school. Yep. So many, many situations. 
Um, she did say, though, that she used to sit in the bathroom and eat by herself. So but it wasn't her, the bullying she was she was talking about wasn't her school. No, I'm saying the the photo, like the award that she won. But it was you said it was her yearbook. I don't. It was a screenshot of a photo that looked like a year a, a a yearbook, photo. yearbook photo. But it, I'm saying it could have been for some, some something else. I'm saying it could have been an extracurricular that didn't involve her school. Yeah. I'm I playing devil's true. advocate really hard trying to support Sydney because I really liked her. <laughs> I really liked her too. I just like the fact that she was just so, she's so smart. She's so, um, like, outspoken, just real, outspoken. Like, yeah. Speaking of that, so there was the encounter where Tammy and Kelsey and all of them were sitting around and Tammy's accusing Kelsey of being uh, the pill popper. And Sydney was very quick to uh, jump in and be like, now you're sick because the lawyer comes out on her all the time. Because she she's keeping receipt like I feel like she's just keeping receipts in her head of like what everybody says. Tammy, no, Sydney. Because she was like, uh, well, oh, Sydney. She's a like, well, just now you said, isn't she the lawyer? I don't think she's a lawyer. I can look. Go ahead. Okay, uh, she's like, well, didn't you just say that uh, that? Well, you did say that she's a pill popper. Now you're saying she's not. Well, you did say that she was an alcoholic. And now you're saying she's not. Or you did like she's very like quick to like cut people down within their lie and I don't know I just like I just like her personality like I think she definitely is the ringleader I think she reminds me a bit of um who was like the ringleader on their season um wh- what's the what's the country girl's na- the country girl's name with the long hair Raven she reminds me of Raven oh, in yeah. that sense that she's like the ringleader like if she goes to paradise she's gonna be like the, that girl on the beach or she's gonna get a rude awakening and not be so we'll see uh, okay, hold on. Her, her career. She is Hightower works as a retail marketing manager and as a model, and as a model as well for Posh Thirty One Boutique in Burlingham, Alabama. So she worked. She's a marketing. She's a mar- retail marketing manager and a model. That's her career. Retail apparently. marketing manager. So she probably doesn't have a real job. Retail marketing manager sounds like she could work in a in a. It's just like a, in a store. I mean, maybe she works in a store, or maybe she works for a, a like a, a line or okay. So a who's company the lawyer? Or, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think the lawyer's still there. Kelly isn't Kelly the lawyer? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Kelly's a lawyer, but um, I forget. All right. Well, I don't. There's too many of them to remember all the professions. Yeah, to remember all their regardless. She's though. not a lawyer, but she's really smart. And oh, she Victoria, does, Victoria P. Uh, yeah, Victoria P is gone too, which is shocking to me that he sent her home and sent her home from People their are really upset, like about her, like saying she's like a bold-faced liar and she's worse than Alea. I don't, but I just I don't, don't understand. <laughs> I feel like she is just kind of a like a demure, like very. I don't think that she's demure. I think they're both extremely calculated. I just think Victoria P comes off more likable. Okay. That's like, fair. I think they're both really calculated. And obviously, Victoria P lied. But the way that... The things about Alea, I don't really care about whether or not they know each other in Vegas. The things that make me not like Alea is walking back in the room and blowing a kiss to the entire group. Oh, yeah. That, That's the that kind of And then stuff. coming back and spilling all Victoria F's life. Yeah. Yeah. And laughing about... Like, that's the kind of stuff that makes me not like her. It's not that situation. Like, I don't really care who lied, who what, who whatever. It's not like they lied about something... Like, they didn't... They lied about knowing each other. Okay, cool. Who cares? We just, I just found out that Hannah Brown knows a lot of those, knows one of those girls because they were in the pageant together, in one of the pageants together, because they were all in the Miss America, like, uh, world. world. So, it's totally fine that 
it's totally fine that they knew each other. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And whether they lied about it or not doesn't matter. It's just that Alea's personality, she doesn't get along with the girls. Victoria P. does get along with the girls, which everyone can say what they want to say about that, but that says something. It does. I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. Nobody wants to... I don't know a guy in the world that wants to date a girl that he can't bring around his homies' girls. Yeah. Nobody's trying to do that. No. So, so McKenna, who is really young, she's 22, 22. Which, okay, we're not... We talked about shaming a few weeks ago. We are not age-shaming her, but 22 is young. If you are 22 and you're listening to this, when you turn 30, you will realize that 22 is very young. And... <laughs> Uh, there are 22-year-olds that get married. Do I think McKenna is one of those ones that should be married? I think she'd be one of those ones that would get married and realize, wow, marriage is hard. I feel like she has, like, a fairy tale class. <laughs> like, she looks like she just, like, sleeps in a room of unicorns and just, like, Sparkles. rainbows just all the time. Everything she says is, I am, <laughs> what was it she said at the end? I am strong. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I know that I, I've become a better person after this. It sounded very. She's rehearsed. a blogger. It, it sound, yeah, it sounded like she, she wrote was it. speaking to her audience yes. from her. From it sounded her like she was blog. on her Insta story, telling her telling her, her followers, her followers <laughs> exactly to motivate them for the day, which just comes off very disingenuous. So I didn't like it. Yeah, and she's sweet. She's she sweet. Seems really sweet, and she seems like she is full throttle, full you know foot all the way on the pedal to the floor, going for the bachelorette. That girl is not the Bachelorette. Heck no. Honestly, she I is the least. She is like not. The, okay, I can't say she's the least real, but she is like the most contrived. Like she's the only one this whole entire season that has said, "I am here for the right reasons." Don't you say, "I'm not here for the right reasons." No one says here. No for one the right has reasons. said that. No one has said that. This that is a person that knows. That is a person the that's Bachelor. 22 years old. And when watching. the first season of The Bachelor came out, she wasn't born. Yeah, that's that. And so she did some his grew research. up on it. <laughs> she did some research. <laughs> to backtrack to put herself on the show. Yeah. But, I don't know. This The group of girls overall, just at, like, in the Oh, my gosh. World, can we talk about Han- Hannah Ann and her lack of ability to speak in that date? Okay. I told you her <laughs> date was so awkward. I had watched I watched it before, Ashley, because I tweeted. Because, like, I, Landon is easier to put to bed than Phoenix. So, when The Bachelor comes on at 8 o'clock, Landon's been asleep. Phoenix, yeah, la- eh, not so much. Probably not. So Ash, it's kind of hard for Ashley to like sit and focus like two and a half hours, three hours of attention to The Bachelor, whereas I can do that. Not right at eight. Right, not right at eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, she could do it during the day, but not right at eight o'clock. Yeah, no, I can't. Um, so and so I watched it first, and I told Ashley, I was like, let me know what you see when you watch <sighs> Hannah Ann's weird date. And she, she said nothing. She literally said nothing. He asked I'm pretty her. Pretty sure a, I took. Some, I'm gonna look at my. Keep talking. I'm looking he, at my notes. He asked her a straight question okay so what um what what do you want like what do you, what what do you want goals? out of life what do you want out of life and her answer i was just like i was looked at Ashley, circled I was like, around answer I was like did you did she answer the question no she literally said she said well right now she's like well you mean with like the modeling thing and he was like i i guess sure. yeah modeling is just like a stepping stone for me to what did, like she said like connect. life what did she say about life being like uh <laughs> She said something about, you know, I feel like in life, and then she said some cliche about reaching, that had nothing to do with that, about reaching your goal, and I'm going to, like, I'm just going for my goals. And then something, what are your goals, Something about picking things out of, like, a, like, it was some weird metaphor, I think what she was, like, what the metaphor meant, had whatever the metaphor meant, it had nothing to do with, because what what they want to hear is, okay, so 
you want to have would you like to have kids are you planning on would you like to be married um is your is modeling like your full-time career or did you are you doing something else are you in school are you like is your goal to be is your goal to be a mother and have a family and raise your family is your goal to have a career is your goal that's the conversation you have with somebody that you intend to be in a relationship with or you're already in a relationship with when they ask you what your goals are but but see this is the thing if peter didn't already have like if they were both young people that didn't know where they were like we're like yeah i'm a model and the guy was like yeah i work at the i work at 24-hour fitness right and she's like okay he's like well my goal is to get my body right and i want to be an influencer and that's the direction i want to go she's like well yeah i want to be a model they're going down a similar path peter works a normal job as a pilot yeah so he's going to pick one of two women he's going to pick a woman that's available to him so a mother or somebody that is a, a woman a woman that's going to be available to him to travel potentially travel where he goes to be a stay-at-home mother to to just be a, around for him and the availability to his schedule, right? Yeah. Which is good for Hannah Ann because she has nothing going on in her life. Which is, it, and honestly, I'm not just saying that because she's a model. She legit sounded like she, she does had nothing. nothing. She does nothing. She sounded like she has nothing going on in her life other than being who she is and being herself and being 23 or whatever she is and so whatever. And the other thing that she said in that is that she'd never been in love. Right, which has been a back and forth thing before about yeah. the about with the bachelor. Okay, like, but oh, she it's said so she'd concerning. never been in love, and then said she'd been in a three year relationship where she wasn't in love with him. Which my head just was like, you were with somebody. Why for were three you with? Years? Why were you with somebody for over a year that you weren't in love with? And she's only she's twenty, so she's thirty. Yeah, so she started the relationship when she was like twenty. So maybe she just didn't. No, knock to twenty year olds, and if you think if maybe you are in love and you're gonna marry your boyfriend. She clearly was not in a place at 20 to understand that if you're going to, you should, you should know that, I feel like, you should know that you were in love with somebody by the, by year one. Yeah. If you were at year one and you don't know that you're in love with that person, you don't need to be in the relationship. Don't waste another yeah. two years of your life. Like, that's And stupid. what about this poor guy? Was he in love with her and she just wasted three, wasted years, of three years of his life? Was not in love with him? That's I, terrible. I, but the thing is, she didn't put any like context, context. To it. yeah so she would have said yeah like i was in this relationship for three years but i just and he because peter's face was the same as mine like okay so you were in a relationship for three years but you, you weren't, in, weren't love. in love with him and then she cries and then peter of course goes this is what i want to see so you just want to see a bunch of dramatic women just burst out into tears but every to time cry about what she didn't say anything like she literally had no reason to cry she's like i just want and so oh my gosh it's bugging me so much because their default is to say but peter i am here for you and i want you but how? do you, not, do you know him? Does but he know your last name, your middle name? Does he know when your birthday is? Does he know how many siblings you have? Like, he doesn't know anything about you because these girls... And granted, they may be just editing out all the deep, in-depth conversation that these women are having with Peter. No, because Victoria F. has had some conversations that are normal. We talked last week about them, them sitting and having a beer and them talking to her being like, cheers to, cheers to our future kids or cheers <laughs> to having super cool parents or hot, what... Hot, hot moms and dads. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Still didn't make sense, but we understood the point. Yeah, but... That's to me. That's like all the girls had similar, like similar dates with him. Kelly seemed like she was very unsure. Victoria F. Very clearly unsure. unsure. And I think the insecurity and the unsure. The only one that's not unsure is Madison. Oh yeah, Madison be just floating, just floating. She on doesn't the radar. seem unsure at all. Yeah. She seems like she knows exactly that she wants Peter and he's her guy. I mean, I would think that too if my first date was to meet the guy's parents and they loved me and it showed. It showed a normalcy. It showed that, okay, I don't have to question about whether or not this girl's going to fit in with my family. Because that's something, obviously, that you have to think about, hence why you do hometowns. I think Kelsey also, she's not questioning anything. You know what I anything. just thought about? 
What? So when he does hometowns with his family, he has to go back to L.A. So Hannah Brown could legit show up because oh. he's going to – because his final <gasps> I was watching episodes so, will be in L.A. So Ellen does a recap on YouTube, a Bachelor recap. Okay. Which they, com- they compacted – I mean, well, they edited down the five hours of The Bachelor to seven-minute conversation with Peter. Okay. <laughs> which I was like, holy moly. But um, they talked about – they asked Peter, like, hey, so is there – you know – are we going to see Hannah Brown again? He's like, he said something like, um, there's a possibility. Oh my God. I think that Hannah Brown is the person he should do. I, for sure. I think that he, excuse me. Are you finishing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. good. I think that the reason why the, the producers are edit- editing the women to be so unlikable because they are. They need to make Hannah Brown like because they need us to want ha- want him to be with Hannah Brown at the end. That's like my genuine thoughts of all. So the far, class. nobody has won me won my heart. And this is the thing that I'm missing from this season is like, not one of those girls has like won my heart. Like Hannah every Brown had time, my heart. Every time one of these girls had my heart, they do something. They do something stupid. I'm just like, okay, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. Like, and there's no like cut like cut and dry villain. There's a new one every week, and every which I week think is weird. Yeah, it's weird. Even last season, what's his name? The, Luke other was people the villain. even tried to be. Other people even tried to be villains, and they couldn't even be villains because he was he such was a jerk. Such a jerk that like it was like you couldn't. They tried to make um, what's his name that was from Austin Cameron, uh, right? Is his name Cameron? Yes. Oh my gosh. He was what a villain for like two ABC, episodes. Always be always cam. be Cam. Ugh, oh gosh. Look he that was, guy. He up. was not a villain. He was just kind of like a a like tool. A tool. Um. Not but kind of a tool. <laughs> he was a tool. And then he went on Bachelor in Paradise and, and said, equally. what did he say? Always be, what was it? What does he say in, in Paradise? I don't know. He changed it to something else. Okay, but it was dumb. But he was the rapper? Oh, man. Y'all YouTube that. That was just comedy. Uncomfortable. Okay, so I want to talk about, um, well, I think this is like the last thing that I want to talk about about this episode because I only had so many notes, but I'm calling it the kamikaze speech because... And it's where this is, and don't you anybody steal this? This is where the girls, at the right before they leave, they say, basically, I feel sorry for you because you have the worst women left, <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> it's like, and if you don't know what a kamikaze is, kamikazes are Japanese pilots that like literally crash their plane into a place instead of bombing it. Like the plane itself is a bomb. I feel like that's what they're doing. It's like a last-ditch effort. Like, I can't do anything else, so I'm just going to plant this bomb right here and let it explode, but I'm going to go home, so I don't care. Yeah. And they did this last. They did this a couple seasons. I think there was a few girls that did that to Ari or to, to Nick. I think couple. Rachel said something to Nick before she left about Vanessa. Honestly, I would say two things. One. So, so far, hold on. So far, so far Sheehan said something and said basically he's screwed. And with Victoria, the way he has, and Victoria P said, said I, just, I feel, sorry, I feel for you. sorry for you because you are basically you're not gonna find love because basically you just sent love home, but like you're screwed, pretty much. Yeah. I feel like the other seasons I felt like it came from a genuine place. Like when the guys left and they would say that to Hannah, because they were constantly warning her about Luke P. Yeah. I feel like that was came from a genuine place. I feel like women were women, and I and we I love women, obviously, because I am one. But wi- men are not as they calculated. can be as calculated. But women think about every angle. Yeah. 
So we have to have a tendency to be able to just like, just take small steps, small secretive steps into sabotage where men will just be like, boom, you're sabotaged. Women will just sneak, like, you just look up and be like, this, this whole, this whole, (laughs) you've been doing this this whole time? Like, what? Yeah. You know, so I I feel like with Peter, so that's why it's harder. These women are running over him. They are, they are just manipulating him in every direction, which way is, he doesn't know what's up or down right now. Nope. I just don't feel, I just feel like this season is going to be the worst season ever of The Bachelor, ever. And I think really The Bachelor only exists to find The Bachelorette. But I feel like maybe The Bachelor needs to just, we need a whole new person. Just a fresh face. Stop digging in the same ancestral Bachelor Nation pool. Yeah, we need a whole new person. Get new Bachelor that nobody knows. So there's none of this like sliding into the DMs nonsense. It's literally, we have no idea who this guy was. Like is. The Bachelor needs to rebrand and be like, we're coming to your town to pick, you know, like, they need to do something like that, where it's like, we're coming to your town to find the Bachelor Bachelor, even though they do that, but it needs to be more in the mindset of, like, if you've ever watched Married at First Sight, regular humans, yeah, regular people, it's so much more entertaining to watch regular people deal with each other in regular situations. I feel like the Bachelor, they used to have open calls. Yeah. Remember that? Like, they used to have, like, like America's Got, like, America, no, 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 no. America's Got Model. No, America's Got Model. Yeah, they used to have open calls where you just, they came to your city and you would just show up and you would leave your photo and you would talk to people for a little bit and, and they would decide they could pick you. You could submit online now, all these different things. So, I I just think that there's something behind the scenes of The Bachelor that clearly is being shown this struggle that they are having. They just, one, like, Chris Harrison made a comment in an interview saying that, he is saying that what we see in the media of like what people think should what what who people think should be the bachelor should be the bachelorette isn't hundred isn't really accurate. I don't believe that. I don't believe that ninety nine percent of everything I've read about the bachelor since la- since Mike was on the bachelor, every bachelor podcast, every tweet I've seen about it, there are, there was a very small portion of people that wanted Peter to be the bachelor. Peter every, didn't no, want nobody wanted nobody him wanted to be, him to be the bachelor. Like Chris they just Harrison kept trying to, to act put, like ABC kept trying to put it out there. That he would be the a good bachelor. Not one person on the po- every even Nick Vial on his on Biofiles was saying I think Mike should be the bachelor. And when it came out, and even um, that that huge podcast Bachelor uh, Bachelor Party, which has been a podcast for seven years, I've talked about them before. Um, um, they have a media outlet called The Ringer, and it's underneath that. Um, she, the the host, was saying like I don't think Peter would be a good bachelor. Of course, when he becomes the bachelor. They automatically like, well, I guess I need to, I'm going to, you know, congratulations to Peter. And they kind of like support him, but they really wanted Mike to be the bachelor. And I think that everybody would have been, I think we would have been um, surprised at how interesting Mike is because I've heard him in a couple of interviews and he seems like a good guy. He was actually, Rachel interviewed him. He seems like a good guy, like a good, normal guy. He's a militant, he's a veteran. I mean, there's, I can go, we could go down the list of reasons why. But honestly, I would love for them to backtrack and make Mike the Bachelor. Yeah. Even though they skipped him, like, be like, oh, yeah, sorry. But I think Mike may say no. Yeah, I mean, I think he's happy where he is now. Yeah. But you want to pop into our topic and talk about our conversation? Yeah, so we have an interesting topic this week. Yeah, so our topic, I picked it. Um, I, as in Amber, picked (laughs) the topic this week. Um, I wanted to, wanted us to kind of talk a little bit about interracial relationships, just and and more in like a positive light, but just to like give you guys a little bit of insight on how, um, how it's affected our lives. Um, so I have a couple of questions, and then Ashley will answer them, and then we'll close it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
my very first question is, uh, let's see, I've got five of them here. Is being in an interracial relationship common in your family? No. No. It's not. Yeah, it's me, not Ashley, and my mom are the weirdos, I guess. We're the only ones in a relationship. We're the only ones. All of our cousins. Well, to be fair, Bojana has been in a she Okay, has yes. Bojana has mixed babies. She was in a, she's been in interracial relationships. So I guess, but that's really it. It's not like a commonality right now. Yeah. At all. Um, the, like, the, like my mom's side of the family is the African-American side of the family also, but they tend to just kind of all, everybody's married and Af- another African-American person. Yeah. Which is totally fine. And I don't have it. I literally have no issue with, I don't, I have no issue with who you want to marry or be with or be in a relationship with. Yeah. Um, black, white, purple. Yeah. Chicken, whatever. whatever. I've dated every ethnicity probably that I could think of or kind of like a- Asian, Indian, African-American, Hispanic. Like I've dated guys from every ethnicity. And so I feel like for me, it's just it was, but it was definitely like kind of like a process. Like, and my mom kind of trailblazed the process yeah. to make it okay, and it was like more of a challenge. Um, I guess a little bit of a challenge for her in the beginning, kind of just like talking to our family and getting them to really un- understand and open up. Um, when she got married this last time, yeah, when she married Papa Mitch, and they've been married for they have just had their eleven year, yeah, twelve year, twelve year, twelve year, twelve year anniversary. And just for context, uh, Mitch is our stepdad. He's been He's been married to my mom for 12 years, and he is white, so. Yeah. So, and that was, like, kind of a big deal for, it's just, it was just kind of a big deal overall with with us um, as, like, the lighter-skinned ones in our family for us to, like, be, like, make kids with, like, like my son is, like, blonde-haired, red curly hair, like. Blue eyes. Blue eyes, really fair skin. He's, like, right in between, like, Blake and I's shades. Yeah. And um, when we were growing up, that was kind of seen as, like, well, why, you're, either you're watering out watering out the you know watering out our bloodline or you're gonna have like a baby that's gonna look really white because you're so light and you know what i mean like there's it's just like kind of the same thing um as in any other culture but overall it's not been that common not that our family's just like so so against it but it's just like we're kind of yeah i would say that in our immediate family um our mom is very kind of like just in general she's an open person so i don't think as long as they're good they're nice to us and they're good to us um she, she really doesn't, care doesn't care what they look like i mean she doesn't want to have ugly grandbabies so she doesn't want us marrying a troll or anything but <laughs> she uh <laughs> tree monster yeah tree monster yeah she but she she just wants us to be loved want us to be in happy relationships and when she talks to us she wants to hear that we're happy and i think that's that's literally it that's the only requirement so yeah, race is just not even a conversation, honestly, in yeah. our house. Um, okay, and the next one is, um, any it, is there anything we feel the need to educate our significant other on, and then what have we learned from from our significant other's culture? So I think with Derek, there's been a few, like a couple of little things that we've had to discuss here and there, but there's also been an education on my part. So Derek is white. He's six foot four and white and he's German and Swedish uh, and people sometimes when they look at him they think he's mixed with something I, I for sure thought he was Our, my whole entire family <laughs> when I posted, I when I first posted the photo on Instagram or Facebook or whatever of me and Derek next to each other people were like oh my gosh what is he and I'm like he's white like, su- like super white like I low-key want to do an ancestry because I want to see like how white he is like his family immigrated over here from Germany. 
and not that there's no black people in Germany, but they didn't immigrate over, there were no black people that immigrated over here from Germany. It was white people. So, like, there, anyways, so it would be cool and to do And he's Swedish. Th- and Swedish. So it would be cool <laughs> if we did it. He wants to go to Sweden, actually, because he has family over there, but, like, I would love to do an ancestry on him to see, like, what it is, because he does have certain features, like, the, the his hair texture is the biggest one that I think gives people away, because it's kind of, like, um, like super, his whole, both his mother and his sister and him both have this super, super thick, coarse um, hair. And so it kind of, like, throws you off. Like, it kind of, he kind of has that hair like a guy that's mixed. Like, maybe not half white, half black, but, like, his parents, like, it wouldn't have, like, it wouldn't have surprised me if he was, like, oh, my great-grandparents or my grandparents are in a biracial relationship and then their biracial kids married a white, like, married somebody white and that's how they got me. Like, that's, I would totally... Which is not the case. Yeah, it's not. not the it case. <laughs> but I would have <laughs> totally. Yeah, he kind of he does kind of look like that, and I thought that too. Um, um, but yeah, so we so um, I've had to educate him just on like um, some things that like are that come up, like you know, over Halloween, people uh, a big thing in ho- over Halloween was blackface, and we've had conversations about like you know where the history behind like why it's bad and why it's considered wrong and then like um and also talking about appropriating other people's cultures and and even then like because again because we're in a uh, a biracial relationship we we also it's we're white and black so we only know our our side we don't know like i don't know hispanic culture which um our son who is his you know so derek is not biologically his dad but has raised him from the time he was six months old so phoenix's birth father is actually uh, Mexican, and his family immigrated over here. He's second generation um, American. So um, he, or I'm sorry, first generation American. So he, um, so Phoenix is uh, very mixed. He is half Mexican and then half whatever, whatever Amber and I are. Yeah, whatever we are, <laughs> um, which is African American. But at least African American. Yeah. So we know, we know, like, there's a lot of going on in that situation but we know we're half black and half and partial native american so phoenix is going to be a quarter black and half mexican and his stepdad is white or his i mean we don't even call derek step but like his dad that's raised him um is white and i am identify with the black community so that's a very big and then i my sister is um fiance to a man that's white and she means my she means me yeah you <laughs> she yeah said my sister I'm like i'm not sitting Excuse here me. married to a guy that's white and uh fiance to a man that's white <laughs> and my nephew is just oh my gosh he's just so like he looks more of like what derek and i's kids would look like except their heads would be a lot bigger because landon has a tiny little head but he looks more similar to what I would imagine Derek and I's kids looking like in the sense, like, not the features, but in the sense of, like, the his hair, hair texture, texture. He's got blue his, eyes. His eye color, things like that. So, um, I mean, I, like, I could go into, like, specific situations, but we have educated each other on things having to do with our our cultures. And thankfully, and you people can be like, well, what does a white guy want to educate you on? There's plenty of things that he can educate I know. Pe- I know people think that white people, people tend to think that white people don't have culture. They do. Blake is Irish on both sides of his family. He speaks Gaelic. 
which I would love for Landon to learn, which is if you don't know what Gaelic is, it's basically it's a dead language. Like people, you have to inherit Gaelic because it's not written down. It's like it's a passed down language. It's a Celtic language. So you literally have to learn how to speak Gaelic from your parents. Like his grand, his grandparents, um, his great grandparents were immigrants from Ireland. Both spoke Gaelic. So like he he is Irish on both sides of the family, not just one side, but both sides of the family. And that that in itself is a is like a strong culture. It yeah. is like who he is. And and I've learned a lot about Pendergrass history and like castles that they have and like all these cool things that I've learned because for us it's we our uncle did like an ancestry like a his history of our family but we are not as attached to one specific culture like he is yeah and so that to me was like was really cool but we also I've also had to teach him like if you know like what just simple things on like why it is that I like to wear my hair in braids versus why I like to wear my hair natural all year long oh you know what that is a good one yeah like hair like you I feel like people that if you if you are not raised in in an african-american family no other ethnicity has our hair texture yeah no so especially if you have I mean there are people like if you get into like the Dominican they tend to have they can have similar hair texture to us too yeah I guess yes they can they tend to but Sometimes it's a little bit looser coiled yeah, than, yeah, yeah. like, Afro-American hair. Yeah. And if you've never done Afro-American hair, it's, it's very difficult to handle the process and deal with every day. It takes a long time. Yeah. Um, and I recently have started bra- wearing braids after many years of actually talking me into wearing braids. Braids are the ex- best wearing, thing ever. They are the, it's literally the best thing I've put on my head. But uh, I wore extensions for a really long time. And so just, like, conversations like that, him understanding, like, like why it is that when I flatter when I when I use a hot comb in the house it smells like stuff is the house on fire like that smell yeah that smells <laughs> that like burning, are you burning your hair, hair off smell. I'm like if I'm doing it right I'm not burning your hair <laughs> yeah, off but it's still hot but also just like I'm I was teaching like or like the the stuff to, that we put in our hair like I have so many I have so many different things that I put in my hair so many different layers of products that have to be in like and a Phoenix doesn't order. have the same texture as me or Derek yeah Phoenix has like curly like. Um, like more like a like a Puerto Rican girl's hair, like that natural just like wave to it. Yeah. And so it's been a learning process for me because I'm like so. But Derek wears his hair very short, has always worn it short. And so, so Phoenix just, doesn't like his hair short. Yeah. And I've been trying hair. to teach. I'm like, because Derek's like, well, I just want him to cut it like me. I'm like, but he doesn't have the same hair texture as you, and he doesn't have the same hair texture as me. So we're both. <laughs> that's a thing. That's something too to discuss about biracial relationships. It's like usually. Unless, I mean, there are situations where one hair texture favors the other, but so, but, but mixed Landon, hair Landon, Landon is a, has mixed hair is a whole other situation. It's, and it's it's different. It's yeah. a situation. Like I know, but I I've spent years. I, it took me a long time to like uh, YouTube is is a godsend when it comes to hair. Oh yeah. Watching multiple videos on how to like handle different hair and hair different hair textures. Um, and Landon is a boy, so it's a lot easier because you just I just I just de- detangle it, put yep. some conditioner in it, it just stays in a curly fro, and we're good. Yeah. Um, and every once in a while, I have to like trim it a little bit because like some some side sections grow a little longer than the others and like but yeah. in general his hair is really easy god bless me that i did not have a girl because i i don't know i would just look at her <laughs> yeah i'd be like Ooh, i don't want to put any heat on your hair but i but honestly i feel so blessed and like we probably can close our interracial couple like conversation with this thought maybe but i feel so blessed to live in a time where people yes are there still people that are against it yes but currently, we are celebrating interracial relationships yes. and the beauty that it creates, like the children that have come out of those relationships. Yes. The embracing, like the natural hair, the natural curly texture of your hair, um, is is just. And there's more that products now. Like more companies are adapting that. Like 
Pantene has a whole line. Um, their gold line is specifically um, for more ethnic style, uh, more ethnic textures, um, not just like the bone straight silky waves. Or it's the super conditioned like African, like the African, like what's it called? The African, the, the, the stuff that you have with the purple band on it. It's called African something. Oh. The conditioner they have. They have like this. Anyways, oh, there's specific yeah, like there's a whole, can, yeah, Cantu. So like, those are specifically for. Like, I don't let Blake use my Cantu products because his hair would be gre- greasy. Like, greasy. Because it takes a lot more conditioner for and my yeah. hair. So there's some. There's people it that smells, fall right in the middle. It smells good. Though. It smells Derek good. Derek washed his hair with it one time. <laughs> and it makes. It also makes Phoenix's hair smell. Because if you just use like a little bit. Because it's deep conditioning. So if you use like a little bit on his hair. And, like, for us, like, if I was going to use it, I would put it in my head. I would put um, a heat cap on, and I would let it sit in my head for 45 minutes. If you just wash it, it's not going to, like, rip all the – or it's not going to, like, make his hair greasy. It does – it makes it super shiny, and it's – people have literally – I picked it up from school, and they're like, man, your son's hair smells good. I'm like, you know what? Thank you very much. (laughs) I will literally just, like, cuddle up later and just smell his hair. Yeah, it It just smells so good. Yeah. Um, But – and Derek likes it too. He likes the smell of it too. So that's that's good. We, I just, I'm just, I really am grateful. And there are lots of layers and lots of different things that come along with being in relationships, especially like just all angles, like being African American and with a white man, being mixed with a with a white man, the white guy being with an African American girl, having children, having mixed children, and being a white man that has white parents. Like those things are different layers. Now, granted, yeah. Blake's mom literally like. She literally does not care at all. She loves me and Landon. Um, but just the idea of, like, that's something that never would occur to me, but I've definitely dated guys where it occurred to them, like, I don't know how my grandparents are going to accept would accept you, you yeah. know? And I haven't – so Derek and I – I'm going to tell a quick story about this. Um, and we I knew this podcast was going to go long because there was so much Bachelor content, but um, – Which we I just crammed into, like, <laughs> a few minutes. But when I went – when I went to meet Derek's family for the first time, which was very early on in our relationship, I think we had been together for less than a year, <laughs> and um, we had a conversation, and I said, hey, there's a chance, I'm just letting you know, I am, there's a chance that I may come across some people in your, because he lives, he lives in New York, which is the East, and people tend to think of the East as more, um, because usually Eastern, uh, Northeastern people didn't have slaves and things like that, because it's not the South, they're like, never think like well, I didn't have any family members that owned slaves why would I have family members that are racist this is ridiculous right so I, I told them I was like hey I'm just gonna prepare myself for potentially there are gonna be older people that are in their 60s and 70s that are white that may have some preconceived notions about me and I'm just gonna prepare myself and I want you to not get upset <laughs> and he's like babe we're not gonna deal with that like nobody in my family is racist and if they are they're going to get a piece of my mind, but like they don't, I don't think that I said, okay, babe, but I'm just letting you know, if that situation happens, please let me handle it. I said that at the beginning, lo and behold, we get to New York and, um, there was a particular one of Derek's aunts and she did not have an issue with me, but she made some statements that were uneducated statements about black people and her relationship, her fit, like her her relationship to black people and 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 slavery and things like that and she was trying to say it in a way that sounded like she was just so woke like <laughs> she just knew about black people because blah 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 and it 
it caught me off guard because it's been a long time since I've had somebody say something so directly racist towards me and not understand what they're saying. And Derek heard it and got really upset. Like he was told when and found his mother and was like, you need to tell her to leave right now. She is being offensive. She is being racist. Da, 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 da. This is the second time I've met Derek's mother. And the second conversation I had with her was, ma'am, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to disturb your home. And she's like, don't apologize. And her mother is great. She was like, don't apologize to me. Like this is, I don't want you to think that this is how our family is. We are, we are very like, this is not who we are. We are not racist. We are open to all cultures. We are this. And, and I feel like as a, as a white person, sometimes you feel like if you, you are not racist, like if you know in your heart you are not racist, but somebody close to you is like, you have to like be like, I just want to make it clear that this is not how we all are. Yeah. You know? Which is an unfortunate, which is an And then Derek was upset because he didn't even know. He's like, I've known her my whole life. I've never heard her say something like that. I was like, well, how, how often has she been around black people? I was going to say. With but Derek's like, I've had, he's like, I've had, Derek's had a lot of black friends growing up, played basketball, which is a stereotype, but he had a lot of black guys on his team and so he's like i i didn't even know that that was her that was that that would ever come out of her mouth and it surprised him i think it kind of i think it really bothered him you know and i think that only only when people are and again we have we have a i mean we come from a, a mostly well completely black family and you there can be there can be racism genetically or, not but as far as like our close relate like our our immediate family like my mom's aunts and uncles and their kids and stuff we can i feel like on both sides there can be a level of of underlying racism and criticism and i've had to check myself on that because i feel like we think as as african people of african-american descent we can just say whatever we want about white people or just not white like just not white people or just not white people can say whatever whatever you can say about white people and it's like no you can't like it's a it's, it's a give and take yeah there's yeah. a sense of reciprocity there like i can't be like babe you can't say that about black people you can't say that about hispanic people you can't say that about asian people and then i'm going to turn around and make a comment about karen the 40 year old white lady that doesn't tip like no i don't need like i can't say stuff like that that's that's because that is a that regardless of what people want to say there is racism in there there's racism on both sides and from both directions. Yeah. If you can, like, and, and people act like because if you are a person of color that you are not, you cannot be racist. That is not true. Yeah. White people are not the only people that are racist. The racism can come from both sides. And as somebody who is of mixed skin color and of mixed genetics, you get it from both sides. Yep. And it's, it's very uncomfortable to be in that. People who are, if you are mainly Caucasian or white or Hispanic or you are mainly African American or whatever you don't get from both sides because both sides of your family are one culture, one ethnicity. So you don't see both sides. You just see your side and then you hope that the, then you either learn you, from you, somebody you else. have to learn and allow yourself to open your mind. And I feel like that's the main thing. Like really broaden, broaden your mindset, broaden your horizons to allow for this world to be multicultural because honestly, our kids, we, I would love for our kids to not care. Yeah, and I th- I really think that we not are... Not that I don't want people's culture. I don't want people to lose their cultures. But what I do want is for people to mix them yeah. and celebrate them together. Yeah. And I think that, I think with, you know, as far as raising kids that are mixed, um, that are mixed race, any kind of mixed race, and mixed race is not just black and white. There's people that marry Asian, like black and Asian. There's, I mean, there's so you many different... could go down the hole. There's, yeah, there's so many different combinations. There's white and Asian. There's Indian and black, which is not... I mean, the skin colors may be similar, but those are not the same culture. <laughs> like, that's not the same culture. So, you know, it's just like, broaden your mind, educate yourself, 
date people outside of your race and it's not just it's not just people that are upset with white and black people dating there are asian cultures that you are only supposed to marry vietnamese you're only supposed to marry vietnamese you're only supposed to marry chinese you're only supposed to marry japanese or the hispanic culture they it's really important to them that you marry a catholic latina or a catholic latino or a catholic catholic latinx or whatever and it's really important because and it comes from the fact that people want it comes from I, i honestly feel like it comes from a place of people wanting their culture to keep going they don't want to feel like their culture is being is being overshadowed by somebody else's culture that comes in and i understand that but that's where you give your you you teach your you child teach and your give them kids. appreciation for both yeah. equal value if you're latina or if you're latin and your spouse is black teach them both cultures teach have your little mixed baby that is half black half hispanic walking around speaking spanish cool great <laughs> you know what i'm saying give them a quinceanera and have them jump over a broom at their wedding like you could have them do all the things you know what i'm saying <laughs> jump over a broom <laughs> yeah you know, just like have them do all the things because there's nothing wrong with that you can keep that culture alive you don't have to pick one and i feel like that's what a lot of people feel like if you have any african-american in your blood you have to only identify with the african-american community doesn't matter what the other side of you is that's yeah. not fair yeah no it's not so. and yeah, we could continue going on this, but this we don't want to. We don't want. We didn't want to like make it this huge, like really negative conversation. But it's so definitely let's end on. Let's end on one thing that we think is one positive thing about being in a relationship. I mean, Landon is a pretty awesome. Yeah. Positive. Yeah, um, the kids are the, definitely the, a positive. Yeah, the children and the 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 ability the, the ability that I that that Blake and I have to to educate our our son and open his mind to two different cultures at, at one time and to just as long as we stick to it he will grow up to just automatically be open yeah. automatically just not think like be well, open to all cultures. be open to all cultures and i hope hopefully he'll be at school with a lot of kids that are like that but i don't know mix when, when you mix and i feel like god made it this way when you mix people's cultures and like gen- genetics together and ethnicities together you create you just pull the strengths from both both gene pools and you make yeah i mean ask children. prince william prince william is not isn't he the one married to Mar- megan markle yeah he is not cute <laughs> he's not well, megan markle is beautiful megan markle is beautiful and you know what those kids are going to be beautiful they just upgraded the royal family to back to pretty because when you start marrying your second cousin everybody everybody starts looking way too similar and not cute and thank goodness mixing up the cultures it's just like anything else if you just have if you just have one color you just have blue and everything in your house is blue you can't that's gonna get boring you're gonna just be like oh everything is blue but as soon as you insert a red or any other color pleasantville yeah exactly pleasantville look that movie up that is a great that is a good example because they cover racism in that movie really really well yeah if you have not seen that movie because that's older that's an older movie Maybe we can put the link to that, like to an Amazon link to that in our, yeah. in our, um, in our, uh, what am I trying to say? In our show notes and you guys can watch it. Man, I'm going to go watch that movie now. That really makes me want to watch that movie. I think Phoenix would Blake, like it. I don't it. think Blake's ever seen it. I'm going to ask Derek if he's seen it. Um, but the concept of, of that, of that movie, by the way, is, um, it's a 90s movie. Yeah. But it's basically, it's set in like the, the, what seems like the 1950s and we'll just like real quick. Yeah. Um, the whole, the whole world is in gray and nobody. Well, he gets sucked into a TV. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Of he gets sucked into. Yes. He gets sucked into a TV that's set in the 1950s. It's Pleasantville. It's actually supposed to be based on Valencia, California. If you're from there, um, but 
everything is in gray. And so all the women are just and like. And everybody's so happy. They're in heels. Everybody's in. So great. Yeah, everybody's in heels. But every time, like, there's one scene where, like, this woman is clearly unhappy in her marriage, but she does everything by the book right. She has dinner ready at the same time. She has heels on and her hair done every day when her husband gets home. And then one day she decides that she's not going to be home. And she gets color in her face. Or, like, they decide, there's one scene where, like, this girl is, like, a goody, goody, goody girl, and she ends up having, she has sex for the first time, and she gets color on her skin. Like, she, it is such a, such a good movie. It's such a movie that's about, like, just the freedom of being who you are. Um, and, and then at the end, they end up with all of the quote-unquote colored people in the community on one side of a courtroom and all of the black, the black and white race scale people on the opposite side. And um, it's a brilliant scene where, where the, um, the lead character is, has become the the person that's defending the quote-unquote colored people and he gets the the because the whole point of pleasantville is everyone's in a positive mood everyone's smiling and we don't have any other emotions and he gets the the mayor of the community to scream and yell and get angry and his whole face turns red and the color comes in his skin and it's like whoa like and he's like see and he just like proves it's a oh that's a such a great movie man okay so watch that movie um, I think we're going to just end on this we're note. Wrap on this, on this note. Uh, Thanks for hanging in yes. there with us for a little bit longer of a podcast. Yes. But there's Thank a lot you for of watch the Oscars tonight. Yeah. Um, the Oscars are on tonight. We reached 250 podcast listens, guys. Yes, and we now officially, hello all 77 listeners that we Hi, have. Thank you for yes. consistently listening to us. Please make sure that you guys follow us on our social medias. Um, I am Amber. My Instagram is at Twin Life. Or at Twin Life. At Twin Lee. At Twin Lee, <laughs> yes. And I am Ashley, and I'm at Dreamer, a Dreamer's Heart. And our um, Instagram or Instagram for the podcast is um, the Twin Life Podcast. It's No, it's not. It's at, at Twin Life Podcast. No, that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. She's right. At Twin Life Podcast. We'll have all the links in the description box. And um, also, if you guys want to reach out to us, um, if you're not commenting or anything on something, you can email us. Um, we do have an email for the podcast. It's um, twinlifepodcast at gmail.com. So just go ahead and shoot us an email if you have a topic that maybe you want us to cover or if you just wanted to comment on something that we said. Um, please send us an email. We'd love to get to hear like your thoughts and your opinions and um, see what you guys think about our content. Yeah. yeah. We're really enjoying doing this, and we appreciate you guys listening to us and hanging with us. And we will for sure see you guys. Yeah, week. talk to you next week. And look for Amber excuse me look for amber on twitter tonight or tomorrow live tweeting 8 a.m or 8 p.m uh west coast time yeah bachelor comes on 8 p.m abc eastern standard time i'm out shining in talk to you later